Welcome to Finish Well Radio, where changing the world starts with changing the home, with your host, Meredith Curtis. Hi, welcome to Finish Well Radio. I'm so glad that you've joined us tonight. Today we are going to talk about a sobering topic, teenage depression. And whether or not you struggle with depression as a teenager, you're dealing with it as a parent, or maybe you're a teen and you just want to help your friends, this show is for you. We are going to talk about the struggle, how to overcome And so, again, thank you for joining us. Let's just jump right in. I want to tell you a story about a young man named Brent. He was 15, and life was going pretty well, and he was getting along well with his parents. Then, suddenly, his family life shattered, and his parents got a divorce. And to make matters worse, he just started slumping. He could hardly keep up with homeschooling. And he just didn't feel like studying. He was constantly fighting with his mom. No one would tell him what was going on. And then to add to all that, he tried out for football at the local high school. They let homeschoolers play, and he was cut from the team. So Brent began to feel really depressed. He didn't want to hang around with people. He was angry at his parents. He was frustrated about the football team. And he just began to focus more and more on being alone. He began to listen to music that was really depressing and even some music about suicide. And as he began to listen to that music, he started wondering, what if I killed myself? Who would even care if I was gone? And then he would think, no, that doesn't make sense. I don't want to do that. I love my family. I love everyone. I don't want to hurt them. And so things began to be confused in his mind. And sometimes he knew that it was stupid, but more and more these thoughts of suicide came until one day he said, oh man, I'm just going to end it all right now. And he took a bunch of pills. And then as soon as he did it, he regretted it. And he ran to his mom and he said, mom, I've done something really stupid. She didn't know what to do. She took him to the ER. And when he got to the ER, they pumped his stomach And he was fine. But because he had tried to kill himself, they had to Baker Act him. And as he was Baker Acted, he had to go to a a local mental health facility with all kinds of children from early young children, six or seven, to teenagers like himself, even up to 17-year-olds. And he was with them in this facility. And there was such a darkness there. And... He met with the psychiatrist every day, and yet he did not feel helped at all, and he came home and felt more depressed than ever. Was there a solution for Brent? And I'm going to finish Brent's story at the end of our talk, but I do want to tell you right up front that Brent's ending (laughs) was not a sad one because, well, I won't tell you. I won't tell you the ending, but I just don't want you to be afraid. But let's talk a little bit about teenage suicide because suicide can be different 
than the gloomies. Sometimes we just get the gloomies. Maybe it's dark outside, at, at least for me. Like if it's dark outside, I have the gloomies and I think, oh, I don't feel like doing anything. I just want to watch TV or a movie and eat chocolate. Oh, I got to I gotta get it together. I got to get together. Just have the gloomies. And sometimes depression, what is depression? Depression is feeling overwhelmed, sad, and hopeless for no reason or not a reason that justifies the intensity of feelings. If someone dies that you love, you will feel grief. That's normal. And yes, you will feel overwhelmed and sad. And if your parents get a divorce, you will feel overwhelmed and sad. That is called grief and that is normal. And grief can look sometimes like depression, but it's different because there's a reason for it and there's not a hopeless feeling. There's just a feeling of so much sadness that it makes your heart ache. But depression, when depression comes upon us, it's either an over, not an overreaction, but it's not a normal reaction to the circumstances that you're feeling or there's no reason at all. And many teenagers struggle with some level of depression, at least at some point in their teenage years. And sometimes that can feel like I have a friend and she's struggling with depression and her mom said, don't worry, you're a teenager. It's normal to be depressed. And she was like, wow, that didn't make me feel blessed because I just felt like, wow, don't you take me seriously? Don't you care about me? And so I want to say, I'm saying that it's normal to let you know that you're not the only teenager that has to struggle with that. It is something that many teenagers have to struggle with, but it isn't good. And if you do feel that you are struggling with depression, please, please, please talk to your parents, talk to your pastor, get help, because it's not God's heart for us to stay in in uh, in a depression. He can help us out. But at the same time, don't put pressure on yourself. Oh, I just got to snap out of it. You you need help. If you feel depressed, you need help getting out. And so I'm going to talk a little bit about what causes depression. like, And why do teenagers struggle with it more than other people, other age groups? So the first thing I want to talk about is hormones. Of course, you all know if you're hitting puberty, if you have children that are hitting puberty, you have got wacko amounts of hormones running through your body. And your body's going, whoa, whoa, what's all this testosterone? Whoa, what's all this estrogen? Help, help, help. And your body is completely freaking out and wondering what is going on. It affects your uh, mind. It affects your thoughts. It affects your emotions. And I know so many young men will say to me, I just wake up and I feel so angry. And I say, yeah, well, that's the testosterone. Because what happens is it just comes rushing into your body and then your body kind of levels it off. And the same with the estrogen. And so some girls are like, oh, I'm so depressed. I don't know why I'm so depressed. I'm always crying. And so sometimes depression can just be the hormones pulsating through your body and your body will eventually kind of level those hormones off to a more manageable level. So that is a possibility. Now, if you're depressed right now and you've been depressed and it's been years and years, it's probably not your hormones. But if you're just starting to go through bodily changes 
and you're experiencing a lot of negative emotions, it could be from your hormones. And even if depression is from your hormones, it still can feel overwhelming and you still may need help to be able to deal with it. There's something called seasonal affective disorder and that's when the seasons change and it's winter and it's darker people can actually get depressed and they've done studies where darkness is related to higher rates of suicide, higher rates of depression, and light is related to more happiness. And it's just the way our bodies are made to need sunlight. Our bodies need sunlight to make vitamin D, but they also need sunlight for kind of our rhythms to kick in to feel productive and happy and want to work hard. So maybe you live in a place like Minnesota or Canada and the winter nights are very, very long and the days are short. You might struggle a little bit with depression in the winter. Some medications have a side effect of depression. And so if you're taking a medication and you start to feel depressed, immediately go to your doctor, stop taking the medication um, because if if you have depression as a side effect from a medication, it will probably get worse. And so you want to stop it immediately and take something else. If you struggle with sleeping, maybe you're worrying about things or maybe people are keeping you up at night. Maybe you're drinking a lot of caffeine before you go to bed, but a lack of sleep can make you feel depressed. If you're dealing with a lot of conflict, and that, again, is normal, but not what we want in the teenage years. Sometimes we can feel like our parents don't understand us. Parents, you can feel like, my kid has gone psycho. They have lost their mind. And and kids, you can feel like, I am going psycho, but my parents don't love me. They don't understand me. That, you know, a lot of people go through that in the teenage years. And that conflict, that constant conflict can make you feel really sad and overwhelmed and alone in the world. But the truth is you are not alone. And even if your parents don't understand you like you think they should, and and parents, even if you feel like, oh, my child's lost their mind, that's not true. Everything is going to work out. And don't give up on the relationship. And something just to tell everyone, when people are at their worst is when they need love the most. So if your parents are really grumpy and struggling, they need a ton of love and affirmation. And if your teenager <laughs> seems like they've lost their mind, that's when they really need a lot of affirmation and love. And you need to let them know that you are for them. Another thing is if you have gone through some kind of physical, emotional, or even sexual abuse, depression is a really common response. Those things are not normal. Those things, it is not normal for you to be abused. And so if you are abused, please get help. Let someone know what is going on and, and so you can get out of that situation or the abuser can be taken out of that situation. If you have an addiction and the addiction is overpowering and you can't seem to get free from it, that can be another thing that can make you feel depressed. And maybe you struggle with an addiction to pornography. Maybe you struggle with an addiction to smoking or some kind of alcohol or drugs or gambling. I mean, there's all kinds of things that we can do. Maybe you're keeping it a secret and the secret makes you feel dirty. Um, you know what? There are so many people around you that struggle with addictions. Don't keep it hidden. Go get help. Talk to someone. 
there are people that can help you. Talk to your parents. Talk to your pastor. I just want to say this about parents. You know, um, for the most part, most parents really, really love their children. And no one else is just completely altruistic when it comes to wanting the best for their children. Everyone else in your life will have an agenda for you, but your parents really, truly just want you to grow up and be successful and be happy for your sake, not for their sake. So don't believe lies from the devil that your parents don't love you. And parents Don't believe lies from the devil that your children don't need your love or want your love because they need it and they want it too. Relationships, crushes, breakups, all of those things can just make us feel so depressed. Um, You have a crush and he starts liking someone else. You have a crush and she doesn't know you're alive. Or maybe you've gotten into some kind of relationship, dating or courtship, and then there's a big breakup and that can be devastating and it can put you into a tailspin. Sometimes you just feel depressed and you don't even know why. So again, I just want to say grief is not depression. Grief is a natural reaction to death, bad news, illness, loss, divorce, losing a job. All of those things make us feel grief. Depression is added to it a sense of hopelessness. So if you find yourself, it's difficult to get out of bed. I just, I don't want to face the day. I don't want to deal with this. And you just find yourself closing off more and more. Maybe all you want to do is watch TV. All you want to do is play video games. You don't want to be around people. You don't feel any hope for the future. Then that may be a sign that you're struggling with depression and you need to tell someone and you need to get help. You can be set free from depression. And so I'm going to share some things that can help you to overcome depression. But I just want to say at the onset that Jesus is the healer of broken hearts. And I'm going to talk more about that as we talk about getting out of depression. But look to Jesus, pray to Jesus, ask him to help you. The Bible says that if we call upon him, he will not turn us away. So you may feel like, oh, my goodness, I've done so many bad things. You have no idea. Well, let me tell you something. Moses was a murderer. Paul was giving his approval at Stephen's death. He was martyred for loving Jesus. And yet Jesus took those two men and he used them in a mighty way. Paul wrote most of the New Testament and Moses led the people out of Egypt to the promised land. And so I just want to remind you, it doesn't matter what you've done. What matters, what God is looking for is for you to turn to him. So if you're listening to this right now and you are struggling with depression, then I am here to say to you, Do not forget God. He has not forgotten you. Jesus loves you. He will help you. You cannot do anything that will keep him from loving you. So you can always, always, always turn to Jesus. One of the things that can help when you are start to feeling like, you know, maybe you just have the gloomies. Maybe you feel yourself slipping into depression The first thing you can do is set yourself up for success. Eat healthy, eat lots of fruits and vegetables, meat, 
grains, whole grains, just healthy food, because those things, all the different vitamins and stuff, they all do affect your mood. When you, you are eating optimally, it can make you feel happier. And also exercise releases endorphins that actually do make you feel better. And exercise itself is kind of a cleansing thing. It helps your body get rid of toxins. And so if any, any of your depression is health related, exercise will really give you a boost. Also get plenty of sleep and put up boundaries in relationships. If you're depressed, the last thing in the world you need is someone saying to you, well, if you loved God, you would be joyful. Surround yourself with people who are compassionate and kind, but tell you the truth. Tell you, you know, God has a way out. God is for you. He's not against you. This situation is going to look different to you in five years, in 10 years, and in a million years. You know, I always ask myself, in a thousand years when I'm in heaven, what am I going to look back and think about this situation? And I know that sounds silly, but it really helps me to get a good perspective on things as they happen because I'm an emotional person. And if you're listening, you're like, oh, me too. I am so emotional. And I can feel so hurt by things people say. I can feel so attacked by things people do. And I have to constantly remind myself, this will pass The intensity of this feeling will diminish. And in a thousand years, will I care? And that just is something that personally helps me to get a better perspective on things. Also, talk to someone who will listen to you and pray and give you good counsel. I used to talk to my parents when I was a teenager and I felt depressed because they were very compassionate. And they would tell me they loved me and that, They thought I was wonderful. They would talk to me about what they went through when they were young, how hard it is. You know, my parents would say, it's hard to be a teenager. It is hard to face difficult things. But honestly, things will get better. And don't give up and don't be discouraged. And that's what I want to say to you. If you're struggling with depression, don't give up. Jesus will help you. And things will eventually will eventually be easier because even as we go through hard things, we learn how to deal with them and then they get better. But I've in my life gone through depression at different times and I have overcome it. I've always sought help. I've never just said, oh, I'm just going to be depressed and never tell anyone. I go to people and say, I'm really struggling. I feel like I feel hopeless and I let people help me because I don't want to stay in that kind of situation. I don't enjoy it. I love being happy. I love being joyful. And so I just encourage you again, talk to someone who will listen, who will pray for you, who will give you good counsel. One of the things that I've learned in my struggle with overcoming depression in my life, and I I went through some depression as a teenager and then some depression later in my 20s. I'm now in my 50s. And so I'm telling you that these things that I learned, they were just so helpful for me to walk in joy for the rest of my life. So here's some of the things that I learned. One of the things I learned about depression was that sometimes the battle for depression is in the mind. Sometimes I said it can be chemical. Sometimes you can think, oh, I'm depressed, but it's really just grief. You're grieving over something. 
a lot of times our thoughts can lead to negative emotions. So if we allow ourselves to listen to thoughts, believe thoughts, think thoughts that are very negative and not true, and that's the key there. A lot of times when I talk to people that are depressed, they really, really struggle with believing a lot of lies, that people don't love them, that they're a failure, that people would rather be with anyone else but them, that their parents felt like they were a mistake. They wish they had never had you. That All of those are big, fat lies. And maybe you go to somewhere and someone's rude to you. They kind of ignore you and you think to your mind, they don't like me, but they're having a really bad day themselves. Maybe they're just gotten a big fight with their parents and they're trying to get their heart together and they're really hurt and they're trying not to cry. And so what you take as personal isn't even personal. Sometimes when we are depressed, we can only think in terms of how things affect us and not necessarily what other people are going through. Again, a lot of times thoughts can lead to negative emotions because the thoughts start out as lies. In the Garden of Eden... Satan started out with Eve by lying to her. He said, did God say, and then God doesn't want you to eat from this tree because you will be wise. You'll be as wise as him. And Eve thought, oh, I'll be as wise as God. I want some of this. But it was a lie. We will never be as wise as God. We will never be as wise as him. And Eve, of course, would learn later that that was true. But you have to realize something. The Lord gives us the joy of our salvation, and we're in a spiritual battle. If you are a Christian, you're in a spiritual battle, and the enemy wants you. He wants to destroy you, to kill you, to lie to you, and to take away every good thing that God has for you. So he has no trouble with lying to you and telling you things that are not true. And especially so that you can become immobilized by fear or immobilized by depression or immobilized by anxiety. And so a lot of times if we are going to walk with the Lord and we're going to be having an exciting adventure with him, the enemy will try to do everything he can to stop that. And so as Christians, we learn to take our thoughts captive. And you might have heard of spiritual warfare. That is a big part of spiritual warfare is recognizing lies. So I hear someone say that you are such a failure. And then I realize, well, that may be what they think. But the Bible tells me that I'm an overcomer. The Bible tells me I'm a new creation in Christ. The Bible tells me the Holy Spirit lives in me. So there is absolutely no way I'm a failure. So I'm going to take that thought captive. Maybe something that someone has said, I'm not going to think about it. I'm not going to entertain it. I'm not going to believe it because I'm going to believe what the Bible says about me is true. And the Bible tells us that we are loved. The Bible tells us that God has begun a good work in us and he will carry it on to completion. The Bible tells us that we have a destiny, a purpose, that God has good works that he's prepared in advance for us to do, that we have an eternal home in heaven, that we're going to rule and reign with Christ, so we have a hope and a future. So the Bible tells us something good. And when the devil tells us lies, we need to take those thoughts captive and we need to believe the truth. And then we need to speak the truth, not speak lies. 
So if you're feeling depressed, when do you get help? I would say this. If your depression lasts for more than two weeks, you need to get help, whether there's a cause or not. If you feel depressed and there's no cause that you can think of, you need to get help. If your depression interferes with your ability to do schoolwork, do a job, minister in your church, or interact with other people in a social setting, you need to get help. If you're making any kind of plans to commit suicide, even just thoughts, I wonder what it would be like if I committed suicide. How would people feel? You need to get help. You need to talk to someone. Talk to your parents. Talk to your pastor. Talk to your youth pastor. If they're not able to help you, they can get a counselor or a doctor that can help you. What if your parent and your teen comes to you and talks to you about their depression? The first thing you need to let them know is how much you love them and how sorry you are that they're hurting. I am so sorry that you are hurting. I'm sorry that you're going through this. This must be so hard, and I wish you were not. I wish everything was easy right now. I love you so much. Let them know that many people struggle with sadness, and they're not some kind of freak. Sometimes people think no one else feels depressed. I was reading this article once on Denmark because I was writing up this little ebook on Denmark and it says, you know, everywhere, Denmark, the happiest people in the whole world because their government does all this stuff for them. They're so happy. They're so happy. So as I researched it, I found out that there are more people in Denmark taking antidepressant medications percentage-wise than any other country in the world. And I thought, okay, are they happy because they're on drugs? But I realized they weren't like the happy nation I was hearing about. This is my point. Even people that have a reputation of being happy, they may not be as happy as you think. They may be struggling too. So if you're struggling with depression, you are not a freak. You're not some kind of weirdo. You are a person that is loved by the Lord, that is loved by people, and you are going through a rough bump in your life. And you can get help to overcome that. So also let people know that their situation is unique. Don't downplay your feelings either. Like don't say, oh, everybody feels this way when they're a teenager. You're just going through that. You'll be fine. That really doesn't help people when they're depressed because no one can fully understand what someone else is going through. Something that's hard for me might be easy for you, and something that's easy for me might be hard for you. It's just all very different, and so every situation is unique, and you don't want to downplay someone's feelings. You want to realize, again, that you can't fully understand where they are, but you do want them to know that you are with them, that you are for them. And next, offer people hope in Jesus because Jesus is our hope. He loves us. He is the one who heals the broken hearts. He's the one who says joy comes in the morning. Yes, you may grieve right now, but joy will come in the morning. And never take suicide thoughts or plans lightly. Always take someone to a counselor, hopefully a Christian counselor or a pastoral counselor who is talking about suicide. Never take talk of suicide lightly. Just a note about Baker acting, you know, legally, for instance, my husband's a pastor. So if we find out someone is thinking of killing themselves, we actually have to report it. 
But in my experience, all these years that we have been in ministry, and I've known several people that have had to be at different times, Baker acted, it's never been like a helpful, really, experience for them. And, I mean, it's helpful in preventing them in the next 72 hours from doing anything, but it never was a situation that brought them lasting peace. It's not intended to. It's an immediate situation. And so a lot of times when people come out of that situation of being bankrupted, they're more depressed than when they went in. So it's really important that if you know someone and they've been Baker acted, the first few days are very, very important in ministering hope to them and loving on them and being with them. And also, if someone had to be Baker acted, they probably need to see at least some kind of Christian counselor or pastoral counselor and get some help. So anyway, those are just some things to think about. We live in a time where depression is an epidemic, especially among teenagers. There's so many teenagers growing up in broken homes. There's so many teenagers who feel lost and alone, and the world is just so confusing. It is so confusing when you're a teenager. So I just appeal to you, if you are struggling right now and you're listening to this, know that you are loved by the Lord Jesus Christ. He will not let you go. Cry out to him. Just say, help me, Jesus. Help me. Come bring people in my life who can speak truth to me, who can minister to me. And read the Bible. The Bible is full of stories of people who are broken that come to the Lord and he transforms their life. And he can do the same for you. Talk to your parents. Talk to your pastor. Talk to someone that you trust and you feel safe with. And if you're in a situation that someone is abusing you, come clean. Come clean with your parents. If you're hiding that from your parents, come clean with them. If you're hiding that from your pastor, come clean with them. Because if you get away from them, they will just keep hurting someone else. So they need to be stopped from what they're doing. So that's just encouragement. That's a whole nother talk. But I just do want to end with this. After depression, there can be seasons and even a lifetime of joy. Depression does not have to be forever. It can sometimes feel like it's never going to end, but it does not have to be forever. I just have so much confidence that God can do a work in your life and he can set you free. And I am going to pray for you right now. I'm going to end this talk by praying for you. And I'm going to pray for those who are depressed. I'm going to pray for those parents who have children that are depressed. And then I'm going to pray for people who are wanting to help their friends. So, Father God, I thank you that you are the God of joy. You are the God who loves us. You are the God who heals the brokenhearted. And I lift up to you right now, everyone who is listening, who feels depressed. I pray that you would heal them. I pray that you would lift the heaviness. I pray that you would replace it with the joy of their salvation. I pray, Father, that your word would come alive to them, that they would sense your presence with them, that you would surround them with people who will love them and take care 
care of them and be Jesus to them. And Lord, I pray for every parent who has children that are struggling with depression. Anoint them to parent their children. Fill them with so much love and compassion with, for their children. Help them to say and do the things that will impart life to their children. Father, pour out your spirit on these parents and anoint them to take good care and bring their children out of the darkness into the light. And Father, for all of those who are listening who have friends that struggle with depression, would you please, please, please anoint them to be the kind of friend that brings life and hope and imparts just such a confidence that you will come through. I pray, Father, that you would use them in a mighty way to build up and never to tear down. And I pray right now, Father, that you would bring so much freedom and joy into every life in Jesus' name. So I thank you for tuning in today, and I hope and pray that you will walk out of this season If you're in a season of depression, I hope and pray it will be a very short one and you will walk into a season of joy. And if your children are in that situation, that God will show you how to help them to come out. And as a friend, the same thing. Thank you so much for listening today. God bless you. Thank you for listening to Finish Well Radio with Meredith Curtis and the Finish Well team. Please listen in every first Monday of each month at 7 p.m. Eastern Time here at the Ultimate Radio Network.